Welcome to Witch and Goddess. I'm your host, Patty Black. I'm a witch, a teacher, and priestess. Goddess devotion is an essential part of my craft, and many goddesses are my cohorts in magic. Each episode, we explore a different goddess, her lore, and how to connect with her energetically and magically. Welcome back. Thank you for listening and sharing about Witch and Goddess. As always, I want to thank the deities mentioned in this episode for lending their names, their myths, and their energy. I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be immersed in their energies. Today's topic was inspired by our current topic in the Witch and Goddess Coven. Last month, three whole powerhouse goddesses showed up to let me know that our next topic should be sacred anger. And so it is. Kali is one of those goddesses, and I've had requests to talk about her, so today's the day. You may notice that I frequently cover goddesses who are most certainly from pantheons and traditions that are outside my ancestry and practice. Personally, I feel a great distinction between practices and spirits and deities. I'm working to decolonize my personal and professional practice, but I've found that gods go where they want and many of them choose to interact with a wide variety of humans. So while I will feature deities from cultures outside my own and strive to honor their lore and energy, I think it's important to never suggest adopting the practices of a closed tradition in order to connect with a spirit. That said, you will not find me policing your private practice. What you do at your altar is no more my business than what happens in your bedroom. Okay, so Kali is most commonly depicted in her destroyer aspect, and she does get some fearful responses. With deep blue or even black skin, bulging red eyes, she's dressed in skulls and severed human limbs. It's definitely intense. It's said that Kali was born as an emanation of the goddess Durga, Though her origin stories vary a bit in details, the theme of her purpose seems clear. She was born of existing Hindu deities to destroy evil. Now once she'd accomplished this, she was out of control, destroying all who she deemed guilty of wrongs. Shiva was able to halt her untamed dance of destruction, but it's said that one day she will resume her wild dance, ending the world. Her name may be the feminine form of the word time or the fullness of time. She's also called Kalimata, or Dark Mother. Kali rules over matters of night, shadow, judgment, wildness, personal power, regeneration, removing obstacles, liberation, and more. She is the inescapable power of time, order, and chaos. Kali is fierce, without compromise, and she has immense power of creation, destruction, and inevitably, transformation. By destroying what is no longer necessary, a void is created. Her energy has been compared to black holes of space. Now from this void, this vast emptiness, all things are possible. The void is not a terrifying, bleak hole. It is teeming with potential. So you see, Kali is the end and the beginning, the fullness of time. Kali may lead or call us to the darkest depths of the void, 
but once faced and understood, she cuts away and destroys the fears of her devotees. She becomes a great and comforting mother goddess. With piercing vision, Kali sees all of the extraneous bits of your life. She sees the unnecessary burdens that we struggle beneath, and she can swiftly take them from us. Now, Kali may be a sword slicing through your entanglements, but that stroke brings lightness and liberation. In her book, Dark Goddess Craft, Stephanie Woodfield makes a point that really resonated with my first experience with Kali. She asserts that we're not actually scared of the big, bad thing we're avoiding. We're scared of what we stand to lose by facing it, right? I was scared to create a lesson about Kali several years ago, but I knew she wanted to be included in a class I was teaching. I'd heard so many things about her. I was intimidated by her lore, but mostly, I knew that she was known to cut away things that hold us back, that she destroys the things in our lives with shaky foundations. And I knew exactly where some of those shaky foundations could be found in my life. I didn't really want to draw her attention, right? I did it anyway. I wrote the lesson, led the discussions and rituals. And I felt Kali moving through my life and saw her moving through the lives of the other participants in the class, but not in a tower card kind of way, which was exactly what I was afraid of. Not that she isn't capable of that. She's known for those moments. But what I experienced that time was the shaking and dissolution of some mental foundations. Now, she didn't damage my mental health, but she shook up false stories and caused me to see some things in an entirely new way. She felt like a hot, dry wind tearing through my life, stirring shit up, uncovering truths that have been hidden away. Sophie Bashford writes about Kali in her book, You Are a Goddess, and she asks, Was this the wild feminine soul screaming through the domesticated quiet? Perhaps you've heard of feminine rewilding, the process of connecting to the instinctual part of yourself who holds ancient secrets, the fierce protectress, an untamed creative. Or maybe you felt your own body and mind grow restless within a comfortable life. Does the idea of awakening your own wild feminine soul sound terrifying and at the same time absolutely necessary? These whispers are absolutely connected to the energy of Kali. Consider some of the following activities for connection with her energy. The first is through wild dance. Find some time and space all to yourself. You don't want to be inhibited by the possibility that you'll be seen or heard. Ask Kali to guide your movement and begin to move your body intuitively. Now you might be timid at first, but remind yourself that connecting to your untamed soul is profoundly healing. And know that through this movement, stagnant energy will be moved and released from your physical and spiritual bodies. Shake every bit of your body and enjoy the release. This could become emotional, and if it does, so much the better. Or you could try some deep cleaning. Purge your closet or your cabinets or a drawer. Boldly release items that you're holding on to out of fear and ego-based attachment. Make this effort an offering to Kali. Be aware of the newly cleared spaces 
a sacred emptiness from which new opportunities will be created. You know I'm going to mention journaling. Take some time to write about your relationship to change, to endings and attachment. How have you resisted change? What situations are you clinging to past the expiration date? If you decide to create a shrine to Kali, a good start would be a printed image of her. You can include skulls or symbols of death and regeneration. Red, blue, and black are appropriate colors. Now, as I'm recording, it's the autumn equinox, which I consider the official beginning of shadow season in the Northern Hemisphere. This is the time of year when nature encourages us to slow down and to look within. Nighttime, actual shadow, is literally increasing with every passing day. Now this shadow season, instead of leading several small workshops about shadow work for witches, like I've done for the past few years, I'm hosting a season-long container for witches to work through shadow techniques in a safe and sacred space. If you'd like more information or you're interested in joining us, you can check out the original Shadow Coven at blackbirdmagic.com. If you'd like to work with me, you can find out about one-on-one sessions and my group courses at blackbirdmagic.com. That's magic with a CK. You can also connect with me on Instagram at witchandgoddesspod. I love emails and messages, so let me know about your goddess experiences at witchandgoddesspod at gmail.com or by leaving a recorded message on the Witch and Goddess page at Anchor FM. Just FYI, if you want me to respond to your recorded message, you need to leave an email address. If you like the show, subscribe and tell your coven. Sources for this episode include Dark Goddess Craft by Stephanie Woodfield, The Goddess Guide by Priestess Brandiaset, The Encyclopedia of Spirits by Judica Illis, and You Are a Goddess by Sophie Bashford.